You're listening to Pastor Stephen G. Lightfoot's podcast, Sermons and Homilies by the Reverend Stephen G. Lightfoot. Pastor Stephen is an ordained elder in the Global Methodist Church and serves as senior pastor to First Methodist Church Splendora and Shepherd Methodist Church in Southeast Texas. Here is today's episode. So our gospel lesson today comes from the gospel according to Matthew, the 18th chapter, beginning at verse 21 and going through 35. I'm going to be reading from the message version this morning. I don't often do that, but I I like the clarity in this particular passage. This is a story about forgiveness. At that point, Peter got up the nerve to ask, Master, how many times do I forgive a brother or sister who hurts me? Seven? Jesus replied, seven? Hardly. Try 70 times seven. The kingdom of God is like a king who decided to square accounts with his servants. As he got underway, one servant was brought before him who had run up a debt of $100,000. He couldn't pay up. So the king ordered the man, along with his wife, children, and goods, to be auctioned off at the slave market. The poor wretch threw himself at the king's feet and begged, Give me a chance and I'll pay it back. Touched by his plea, the king let him off, erasing the debt. The servant was no sooner out of the room when he came upon one of his fellow servants who owed him ten dollars. He seized him by the throat and demanded, pay up now. The poor wretch threw himself down and begged, give me a chance and I'll pay it all back. But he wouldn't do it. He had him arrested and put in jail until the debt was paid. When the other servants saw this going on, they were outraged and brought a detailed report to the king. The king summoned the man and said, you evil servant, I forgave your entire debt when you begged me for mercy. Shouldn't you be compelled to be merciful to your fellow servant who asked for mercy? The king was furious and put the screws to the man until he paid back his entire debt. And that's exactly what my Father in heaven is going to do to each one of you who doesn't forgive unconditionally anyone who asks for mercy. It's an interesting lesson on forgiveness that Jesus taught. It's one of the hardest lessons to learn for most people, Christians included, is that Christ-like quality of forgiveness. Generally speaking, the one thing that holds us down, the one thing that holds us back from stepping into the fullness of the mercy and grace of God, that holds us back from the perfect love of God, filling us completely, sanctifying us entirely, the one thing that holds most of us back is our own stubbornness when it comes to forgiveness. See, in our 
humanness. I've said this many times, but it's still true. In our humanness, we like to hang on to our unforgiveness like a security blanket. Because it comforts us in our anger. It gives our emptiness some meaning. False meaning, true, but meaning nonetheless. It it focuses our attention on something other than dealing with the real issue. Would you like to know what the real issue is? The real issue is our hardness of heart. It's that shell that we build around our hearts that keeps the unforgiveness in and prevents the perfect love of Christ from penetrating. Jesus tells us here that hanging on to our unforgiveness is poison, not to the one that we're, we have a, an issue with, but to the soul of the one holding the grudge. The one holding in the unforgiveness is the one who is being poisoned. Jesus says that if we don't forgive, then we can expect the same treatment from our Father in heaven. Because hanging on to unforgiveness benefits absolutely no one. It's been said that holding a grudge is like taking poison and then expecting the other person to die. So why are we so persistent then in our unforgiveness when clinging to unforgiveness is nothing short of self-destruction? What's the remedy for unforgiveness? Well, as in all things rooted in sin, the remedy is always Christ. God calls us, you and me, to love one another. We talked about this a little bit last Sunday. God is by his very nature love. Turn to your neighbor and say, God is love. God is love. He is who he is and he does what he does. And that truth is unchangeable, immutable, because God himself does not change. Speaking the truth in love is the only way that love actually wins. Love cannot be divorced from truth because it is not an emotion or a movement or a cause. Love is a quality, a divine quality of God. It's his character. It's his nature. It's his essence. God is love. God is truth. God is holiness, is righteousness. All of those things, they are the nature of God. They're synonymous all of the same substance. Love, truth, holiness, righteousness, God of the same substance. See, we can't redefine that unchangeable, immutable quality of love. We don't have that power. And and interestingly enough, neither does God. God cannot change his changeless self. 
He is the same yesterday as today as tomorrow. The thing is, we like to have our own narrative about things in the world, don't we? We like to take the quality of God called love and we like to fit it into our own agenda and narrative. We like to make love what we want it to be. The problem is if if we as humans attach any other definition to love but the divine character of God, it's not really love at all, but rather something less, something false, something profane. Be careful when you take the divine nature of God and try to fit it into a box of your own making. Because God is perfectly holy. God is perfectly just. He has no room in his nature for sin. And the good news is that he calls us, you and me, to join him in that righteousness. He calls us to join him in who he is and in in what he's doing in the world. And he does that through his son, Jesus, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, who dwells in each of us who believe. After everything is said and done, God is a good, good father. He gives us grace and mercy and that wonderful Christ-like quality of forgiveness. He, he forgives all the trespasses that we have moving in and out of this life. Even when we're broken and at our most unlovable, God still loves you and me. He loves us unconditionally. And, and he wants a relationship with you. He wants a relationship with each of us. And that's why he sent his son, Jesus. Everybody knows the verse. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but have eternal life. John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You see, when we accept God's call to join him through Jesus, we receive forgiveness. And we receive the Holy Spirit into ourselves. God pours his perfect love into us, and then we respond to God in perfect love. It's by that perfect love that we have this dominion over our flesh, over over sin, over death. And so from the moment of accepting Jesus as Lord, we have the power to overcome our unforgiveness. And if our acceptance of Jesus is genuine, We also have the desire and the ability to love one another, which casts out unforgiveness and drives it from your experience. Wouldn't you like to have all that extra weight cast 
out of you, placed at the foot of the cross, given over to Jesus so that you don't have to carry that burden with you any longer. See, what I'm saying here today is that we have, that, that if we have this unforgiveness in our hearts, we had better give it up. We had better leave it at the foot of the cross. We better give it over to God and ask Jesus Christ to fill that part of our hearts where that unforgiveness had taken root, to fill it instead with his mercy and grace, to fill us up with the perfect love of God, lest we find ourselves accountable to him for that unforgiveness when it's too late to let it go. That's a, a serious thought for a serious subject. It's important. As a matter of fact, it's urgent. It's an immediate need in each one of us. If we're harboring unforgiveness for anyone, give it up to God. Don't wait. Don't hit the glass doors and venture into the parking lot with that unforgiveness in your heart. You will have an opportunity to come to the Lord's table. You'll have an opportunity to come to the rail. Pray that God will take that burden from you, and he will if you'll give it up. Don't carry unforgiveness with you another day. Don't go to bed tonight with unforgiveness in your heart. Instead, heed the invitation that God is giving you today to join him in that perfect love, that holy life, that righteousness. Get on board with what God is doing in the world. He's out there healing. He's redeeming. He's restoring. And yes, he's forgiving. And by the way, it's your calling as a Christ follower to love one another in the same way that God loves you. So this morning, will you join him in perfect love? Perfect love for God and perfect love for one another. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Come back again next week for a new message. And until then, may God bless you and keep you.